Look up in the sky? No, not Superman. It's Neowise, the comet, only recently discovered. A three-mile-long celestial visitor to evening skies is putting on quite the show, but if you want to see it, you better do it tonight. Sixty-eight hundred years. That's the next time Comet Neowise will be back in our earthly skies. So, if you want to see its white tail spraying across the sky, do so before July 23rd. After that, it's off for a very long trip through deep space. It's the most visible comet we've seen since Hale-Bopp back in 1997. And the best time to see it is just after sunset in the northwestern sky. NASA saying, look just below the Big Dipper. Best seen if you're away from city lights. Splendid and majestic are the works of the Lord. From comets to oceans to mountains, God's glory is reflected in his creation. Praise the Lord. And you know what lasts longer than a comet traveling for thousands of years? The Lord's righteousness and covenants endure forever. Truly, we can sing with Psalm 111 that all eternal praise belongs to him. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're starting a new series today called A Royal Priesthood. The longer this pandemic continues, the more I've seen the widening political divide deepen in America. While it's still the rarity, I receive more critical emails and calls than ever before. One woman last week, a nurse, called to complain I had accused those who don't wear masks of being murderers wasn't me, wasn't this program. We sometimes hear what we want to hear. Our series this week is not about politics. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, which politicians, or which states are ruining our country. We don't go there. What I do want us to talk about applies to every Christian. It's a title found in 1 Peter 2. True Christians are a royal priesthood. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus... It's what you are, a royal priest. Ever thought about that as a title for you? Every day we face the temptation to identify ourselves by our politics, our voting, our culture, even our race. It's so easy to forget we are a royal priesthood. So we're spending the week reminding ourselves what that means and why it's so important for us to get it right if we're going to be salt and light in a very dark world. So don't stay bottled up in yourself, and don't let the world drive and consume you. In the title of a book years ago by Becky Pippert, Out of the Salt Shaker, that's what we're called to be, as salt and light. But before we look at 1 Peter 2, we're going to catch up with two friends of mine at Moody Radio South Florida, Eric and Bridget. They're heard every morning on Moody Radio South Florida. In fact, they are the morning show. We'll get an update about the pandemic that is skyrocketing there with so many new infections. And then after the program, I'd like to give you an idea to help the children in your life. Look to Jesus more this summer. We know more and more places are being closed. Theme parks, movie theaters, bowling alleys. This means that kids are home. They're watching a lot of TV and movies playing games, why not give them something that is fun to watch but's full of the gospel? My friend Randall Goodgame created exactly that with his new Slugs and Bugs show. You know, the difference between 
someone saying, well, what I really want to be is a good person. Um, and what I really want to be is someone that follows Jesus. Because someone that follows Jesus already knows they're not a good person. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. not like we want our kids to, you know, flagellate and, 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 you know, roll in sackcloth and ashes. But we do want them to acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And here He is. And that immediately raises all these questions for how to live. And what we want to do with Slugs and Bugs is begin to guide them along the path to, um, by, through modeling of what that looks like. Randall Goodgate, talking about his mission with Slugs and Bugs for the last decade. And when you watch his new TV show, you'll see it has an extension of these gospel truths. Yes, there is fun with puppets and music and special guests like Sally Lloyd-Jones. But when you watch the 13-episode collection of the Slugs and Bugs show, You and the children in your life will see the gospel play out on screen, which will lead to great family conversations about Jesus. And if you would like to just try out the first three episodes, we have that as well. Call us after the program, won't you, at 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch samples from this show. See the puppets. Hear the music. Make your minimum gift or more, if you can, at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you'd like us to send this directly to a child or family in your life, just give us their name along with their address. We'll ship it out directly to them with no extra cost. And now let's get started. The Newsboys, and we believe, from their album, Restart. In this time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken
Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit and is given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection and he's coming back. He's coming. This is Haven Today, and we are in a COVID-19 summer. A royal priesthood is what we're calling this program today. And I thought it would be good to check in with Florida, South Florida to be exact. And uh, the morning program that I listen to when I'm there in South Florida is Mornings with Eric and Bridget. They're on the line with me right now. Uh, my brother and sister in Christ, thank you for taking a little time to join us on Haven today. Oh, hello, Charles. Absolutely great to be with you. It is truly our pleasure. Well, we're following what's going on, especially in uh, South Florida, Broward County, uh, Miami-Dade County right now. And uh, sometimes the simple things are the most profound things. And uh, you guys want to pick up on that because I know you guys are trying to be good neighbors and encourage listeners to be good neighbors, right? Yeah, we've actually uh, been part of a good neighbor campaign. Uh, it it ended on Sunday, but we continue to see stories about what it means to be a good neighbor. And what was really encouraging to me, it's not the big grandiose things. It's those, it's those simple things, the little acts that show that you're a good neighbor and that people remember and then it lets you build into their life more. We, we saw stories of people who came to Christ because of a simple good morning. How are you? Can I help you? Whatever the, whatever the simple act was. Mm-hmm. We had a listener call in and say, you know, something that I do is I just go get groceries for my 90-year-old a neighbor who it's hard for him, A, to get out on regular conditions, but especially during this COVID time. She is heading to the grocery store not only for herself, but for her neighbor And we've just been looking for those good news stories, those encouraging stories, and stories of ways people are reaching out and helping one another right now. Bridget, that is so good to hear. Eric, let's talk about the masks. There have been a lot of debates on do I wear, do I not? It's my right not to wear one. Uh, Phil Riken, the president of Wheaton, we had on a couple of weeks ago, and he said, using the word good neighbor, which made me think of it, if you're a good neighbor... You're not just wearing a mask to protect yourself, but to protect somebody else. But is most everybody wearing a mask then in your part of Florida? Yeah, when this whole thing started, there wasn't the mandate across the board. Uh, Counties were able to do what they wanted to do, municipalities the same way. Uh, But right now where we're at, you cannot enter into a business without wearing a mask. So everybody is doing that. Um, I know people aren't certain people aren't enjoying it, and it's hot in Florida. Oh, absolutely. So wearing a mask uh, all the time, it's it's a little difficult. So you know, when you leave the building, as long as you can socially distance, you can take your mask off. But when you enter, you need to to put a mask on. And I think it's it's gone pretty good. I mean, I, I don't think people are being belligerent or mad or angry or whatever. In fact, my son walked into a store, a convenience store, so he was just going in and out, coming in and out very quickly, but he forgot his mask. 
And nobody really yelled at him. One of the workers just said, I noticed you don't have a mask on. Do you need one? And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot, completely forgot. And the guys go, no, no problem here. You can have this one. He gave him a mask and that was that. And I think we see more, we're not seeing, you know, anger and fights and what people might, you know, have heard of. It seems like everybody's taking this uh, the right way and controlling themselves and not showing anger, but trying to be as helpful as they can. Mm-hmm. That's uh, good to hear. They're being good neighbors for the most part, from what you've heard then. They're being good neighbors. That's correct. Wow. Yep. Bridget, what are you guys trying to do for your many thousands of listeners every morning uh, in South Florida right now? Well, we want to meet them right where they are. We want to recognize and, you know, basically understand where they are and say, we're there too. We're struggling too. But we also want to rise above it and present the hope and the goodness that we know that there is in God. So there's that balance of saying, yeah, life is difficult. Life is tough right now, but there is hope in Christ. And I was reminded about that, especially when I was reading the words of C.S. Lewis, actually, who wrote these words 72 years ago. He wrote an essay about living in an age of the atomic bomb. So he was there was this threat to society and he was encouraging people not to be discouraged because there's just one other way that your life is threatened. He said, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. It's perfectly ridiculous, he says, to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. So it's just that reminder that this Mm. isn't anything new. Um, This is just one other way that our life could be perhaps in danger or cut short, but that really in the end, our hope is in Christ. We're not to fear. Mm. We're not to have a spirit of fear, but we're to go about knowing that God has everything under control and putting our hope in him and not being discouraged by the dangers that may be around us. You're warming my heart. Bridget, Eric, uh, Moody Radio, South Florida. Thanks for joining me. You guys toss a coin. One of you come back and lead us in prayer a little later on in the program. But for now, thanks for being with me. All right. Thank you, Charles. Well, thank you, Charles. A royal priesthood. That's what we're calling this new series here on Haven Today. If you are a Christian, I mean really a Christian, I wonder when was the last time you reminded yourself that you are royalty? And at that, you're a royal priest. Now, I haven't really thought a whole lot about this in quite a while. So as my team and I were looking at 1 Peter chapter 2, we were reminded about our very high calling. It's a holy calling. We have a very special role in the world to fulfill. Let's read it together. Let's be reminded, starting in 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. What does it mean to be a royal priest, to belong to the royal priesthood that we just heard from Scripture? Clearly, the Apostle Peter was borrowing some language from the Old Testament and how the Lord described the priests of Israel. But he's applying it now to Christians. What were the priests called to do? Priests were called to pray. 
and priests were called to stand in the gap. They represented the people before the Lord. They brought their concerns and their sins to the Lord, and they prayed that the Lord would be gracious. Now, Christian, this applies to you right now. You are called a priest. That means you're called to pray. And too often we forget this, don't we? When things aren't going the way we want them to in our world, our typical response is to just be critical. In the wake of COVID-19, I've seen this all the more. Calls for governors to be ousted. Calls that wearing a mask is unconstitutional. Religious freedoms are being trampled on. Our first response seems to have gone political. How many of us have prayed first? And not just prayed that things will go our way in the end. How often have we prayed for those we think are our political opponents? That's what it means to be a royal priesthood. It means, just like the Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy 2, that we offer prayers for all people, including those in political power. Priests stand in the gap. We pray that the Lord would be glorified in the midst of this. We pray that many would turn to him. We pray that he would use us to proclaim his excellencies. And our identity as priests is not rooted in our allegiance to this world. Agree? I hope you do. Did you hear what Peter just said? You're a chosen people, a holy nation. Now, he's not talking about the United States of America or Canada or South Africa. He's talking about the people of God, those who profess faith in Jesus. This is who we are. Our earthly citizenship is not in the Philippines and not in Germany. All that takes a back seat. Christian, your citizenship is in heaven. That's your home. That's your kingdom first. And now we see why Peter calls us a royal priesthood. We are co-heirs with Christ, participants in his kingdom. We're heavenly royalty. How often do we forget this and begin to live out of our earthly citizenship first? It's a question we have to continually ask ourselves, and we have to be honest with ourselves. Do I care more about my nation, my culture, my even ethnicity or race? that I do about the Lord's kingdom? There's nothing wrong with caring about your nation, but there is something wrong with putting your political allegiance above your allegiance to the Lord because you're a royal priest. And we can only be called that because we have a great and royal high priest. I'm talking about King Jesus, of course. He rules all. He created all. He has authority over all. And yet he got off his throne and he came down here. And he lived in our place, and he represented us before his heavenly Father. Jesus is our high priest, and the amazing part is that he sacrificed himself for us. We can approach the Lord in prayer as a royal priest, only because Jesus paid the way with his own blood, and he calls us to proclaim his excellencies, to intercede for others, to live lives that display his goodness to stand in the gap. You're a royal priest, and what a privilege it is to belong to the great royal priest. Well, earlier in the program, we had Eric and Bridget on. They're with Moody Radio South Florida. People wake up to them every day, Monday through Friday. 
And I guess Eric won the toss. Eric, would you mind leading us in prayer? Absolutely. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are good and you are a loving God. This is my Father's world. And as we hear that song being sung or ringing in our heads throughout these past few months, we understand that you are in control. Sometimes we feel out of control. We all feel out of control a lot. And you are a good God who has complete control. And we cannot lose that focus. We thank you for Jesus who helps us to be a light in this dark world. The world needs help. The world needs hope. And you've given us Jesus so that we can show you to this dying and aching world. So Heavenly Father, give us the help that we need on a day-to-day basis to be that hope that you want us to be. Thank you for the opportunities you give us to shine the light of Christ day after day after day. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that in this difficult, difficult season, we have hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But you are a chosen race. A holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of Providence Baptist Church in North Carolina, that's Emily Ryder with Providence Worship and a scripture memory song from 1 Peter 2.9. And this is Haven Today, and our first program this week called A Royal Priesthood. All last week, we were talking about the Slugs and Bugs show by Randall Goodgame, and we heard from many listeners who are looking forward to sharing this with the children in their lives. Randall is already an award-winning musician. He created the Sing the Bible music series that you already perhaps know. And now, along with the producer from Veggie Tales, he's created a TV show that will instill biblical values and lead children as well as adults to Jesus. It's a great day for the slugs and bugs show. It's gonna be hot fives and hugs. Ho, ho, ho. We're gonna laugh out loud with the great big crowd. We're gonna praise the Lord. Climb aboard for the slugs and bugs show. The Slugs and Bugs Show. It's fun. It has the charm of Mr. Rogers meets Sesame Street. But with so many kids being forced indoors and watching more TV than they should than ever before, this TV series will instill godly values into their minds and hearts. I want to invite you to help the kids in your life this summer find the gospel through the Slugs and Bugs Show. You can send them the complete 13-episode collection for your minimum gift to help support us in these lean summer months. Or we have the first three episodes on a single DVD for your gift of any amount. And if you'd like to have us send it directly to loved ones, just send us their name and address, and we'll send it directly to them. And the shipping is free. 
Please call us right now at 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch samples from this fun show. See the puppets and the sets and the action. And our website, of course, is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you're looking for more Christian entertainment filled with the gospel, we still have the epic radio drama, The World War II Story of Corey Ten Boom and her family called The Hiding Place. Ask about that when you get in touch with us. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? Where on Tuesday, we'll again be sharing together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus and being a royal priesthood here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. For all the things we know in this modern scientific world, it's amazing how much we still don't know. In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon wrote about four things which nobody knew back then and we still don't know today. One, we can't predict disasters. Two, we don't know how a person's body and soul are knit together in the womb. Three, God does not tell us all that he is doing. And four, we don't know which of our endeavors will prosper. So in this world of so much uncertainty, how should we live? The answer is we must live by faith in Jesus Christ, holding loosely to the things of this world and keeping our eyes on Him. Get daily insights into God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.